Welcome to the Finer Things. I am Lisa and this is Wes. Hey everybody. We're podcasting from the Members Only Lounge in beautiful, see I said it, Akron, Akron Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> Today's topic is balance. How do you maintain it? How do you get there? Balance. We smoke it. I am having a Panama Jack Oceanside. It's sweet and salty at the same time. It's really smooth kind of cigar. Just a little bit sweet, but it's also kind of got that ocean salt sort of flavor. I get why it's named. It's absolutely named. What do you got? I have a Partagas. It's pitch black. Pitch black. I told him to pick out a dark cigar. Because we are having... Ordered. Uh, yeah, let's be clear on our verbiage here. I was ordered to take a dark You were. Partegas, it's uh, very dark. It is the Flor de Tabao. No, that's I'm reading the wrong part of the wrapper. See? Come on, that's not your first cigar. I know, it's not my first cigar. It's the Hencho. It's made of hand. It's just the Partegas in a glass bottle. And uh, cool. it's, it's the... Uh, Flor de Tobaccos. That's it. That's all it is. It's got the uh, cross... Shield and a multi shield on the top on the uh, crest. Super duper. And that's it. Anyway, what are we drinking? <laughs> we are having an Octomore 9.3. Now, guys, I'm. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. So, for my boyfriend's birthday, I went Holla. through so much hassle to find this. That's Did you the, take a sip before I, the start? I, I have not taken so a sip. So you're a, you're an Octomore virgin here. <laughs> All right. I want to let's see just, this reaction, let's so rumi- let's go let's, ahead. Let's just ruminate on this statement for a moment. I'm, go ahead and describe. I went through so much hassle trying to find one single bottle of Octomore. And she's waiting. I'm waiting because Wes keeps lifting it to his lips, and I'm waiting for this. Cause, the dramatic Okay, pause. so guys, the Octomore is the most heavily peated. And Ardveg 10, for those who know, is considered really heavily peated. Oh, his eyes. He kind of, He's smiling and, like, rapturous. <laughs> what do you a lot, think? A lot of alcohol in this one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big, strong boy in all the ways. It is. It does not smell peaty, first of all. when you smell It the, smells smoky. It smells smoky, but not peaty. And, and, and you would... Because we've done Lagavulin and other Absolutely. Peaty, like, uh, the, for a frame of reference, the most peat you could probably get today at the store for your, you know, your just local liquor store is going to be the Johnny Walker Double Black. I disagree. It's well, the Ardbeg 10, which Not tends, every liquor store has that. That's true. That but be, it's fairly easy to find. Sure. But, uh, and that, that's peaty. But the Double Black is peaty. This, it is peaty. Is more PD than that. Um, it, Let's put it in frame of reference. So PDness is measured in ppm. That does not stand for parts per million, but I don't know what it does. Stand popular for. misconception, though. What does ppm stand for? I don't know. Okay. So an Ardbeg tin has approximately sixty ppm. This is a one hundred thirty-three. The most PD Octomore, an eight point Swear to God, I'll sell you my soul if you get me a bottle of the 8.3. I asked literally all over Scotland. 
it is 300 something, like 367. So it's about twice what we're drinking a day. And this is just insanely peaty. The PPM, the PPM start, stands for, thanks to the power and the glory Thank you, Google. of the interwebs, starts, stands for phenol parts per, mi- per million. That's right. So it's P-H-E-N-O-L, parts per million, phenol parts per million. So I initially said parts per million because that's the standard right, science, sure. scientific there. Um, so I was not wrong. You're not wrong. Slow, not exactly. You're just not right. <laughs> Which I'm okay with. <laughs> Again. But I, what are your thoughts? Describe thought, it as a virgin to the octomore. The, the, the face that she's making at me. I feel like this is a vivisection. She is watching a I am. scientific experiment. Oh, no. When I first tried it, I described it as a yeah, you, combination use of that terminology. A, Sexual and religious experience. It was sort of both. Well, for her, and you, I stand by that. I I <laughs> dig the Octomore, man. She's got a sweatshirt. She's got a, uh, a hoodie sweatshirt with Octomore. I do. I'm it's, I'm a Pete junkie. She is. It's I'm six, looking for my next fix. It's sixty two point nine percent alcohol. Woo! So big bad boy. Si- sixty three times two is one hundred and twenty six. So that's a uh, that's a big deal. And the we're straying close to Everclear territory here. Right, and it it does have that alcohol flavor, and it only could be matched by the peat. Was I correct in steering you towards a dark cigar? Absolutely. Because now mine is not. So, but here on a. Um, on a scale. So you've got a very powerful cigar and a powerful scotch, then you're going to come out on the medium. It's using the example, it's how can you, and because I've got an economics background, I Mm -hmm. usually kind of use those kinds of analogies. But one of my favorite analogies was like, how do you tell what a medium economist is? Well, it's easy. The left foot is standing in scalding (laughs) hot water and the right foot is standing in ice cold water. So how does he feel? On the average, he's okay. Well, so that's that's kind of the because I have on that note. <laughs> we're smoking really dark cigar. Wes is he's smoking a really dark cigar. We're drinking one of the peatiest out there, and we're talking about balance. It balance, and that's a great transition. <laughs> we're just not engaging in it today. That is a transition. No, and there is some balance here because the Partagas cigars that I. Uh, I have smoked previous, uh, especially the very, very dark wrappers, usually have a very, a very bite of pepper, mm-hmm. and they have a very high nicotine content, and it is, you're good to go. I mean, you are good to go, and it will, it, it's that penny in a light socket feeling that you get when you smoke, because <laughs> it electrifies you, and you're like, oh, well, good morning to you. And the scotch uh, combined with this Partagas I've got one foot in scalding hot water, and i got one foot in <laughs> ice-cold water. So, now, on I, the average, I'm okay. <laughs> I did, i got to pass this along. I did hear somebody, and I can't remember who, sorry, attribution, but I heard somebody describe the peated scotches, and this one in particular, as it's got the flavor of a burning hospital. It's medicinal. Think about that for a moment. And it's smoky. Yeah, think about that for a moment. When somebody describes to you as a burning hospital. Hey, here, try this. It tastes like a burning hospital. And this one's like a 10-alarm flame. And yet, 
I'm in. Count me in. <laughs> it, I, I will readily acknowledge. Very smooth. And and despite the alcohol despite content, the alcohol despite content, the peak content, very smooth on the initial palate, and then pow back to your throat, kind of way down deep in your chest. Pow, it, you know, it, it is a right in the kisser, right in the kisser. Yeah. And you, can you recover? Sure. Do you want to? You've got a strange feeling of I enjoyed it, I didn't enjoy it, but I'm going to still drink it. And you're like, why do I like it? It's it's that quasi, what am I doing here? Oh, no. I'm what am I fully, I love this. Like I said, Pete Junkie looking for my next fix. Hook me up, man. You got any? You holding? Need a little bit? Oh, this is, I mean, yeah. And it, it is phenomenal. He's I mean, reading the website I, I, now because I, I, we're, he's, using, we're using the power. He's hooked, people. but, you know, well, he's it, trying to. And it's only five years old. I mean, for us, as far as single malts are concerned. Five years is very young. It's a baby. Very, they very have young. to be three years old or it's not scotch. So five years is barely beyond that. And when you're talking to a guy, and I'll tell you that my personal favorite, mm-hmm. you give me a liquor store and an unlimited supply of cash. Sure. My go-to, a number one drink, I settle that massive case and uh, money's no object right now, Yeah. is McAllen 30 Year Single Malt. Not a bad choice. Not a bad choice. And that's not I mean, my personal favorite. <laughs> sure. The Octomore is my personal favorite. And but the, I cannot argue you're wrong. <laughs> so Lisa and I can have what we like to call a philosophical argument here because what we're arguing about is a ninety eight percent and a ninety nine percent scotch. So yeah. we're it, it's one of those situations where you're like, no, nobody's a loser here. Right. Um, so, from my position as a as a, as a con, I don't want to say connoisseur, but I enjoy a thirty year, twenty five year old Scotch. Um, this is for a five year old. It's exceptionally good for exceptionally a five. I mean, good. exceptionally good for a five year old. Right, and I'm reading about it. I'm not going to lie. If I pause for a moment, I Brooke Laddie is doing fantastic, unusual. Just nutty kind of stuff. And I took a tour of, no, let me back up a second. Not a tour, a warehouse tasting from Brook Laddie. And they've got, you're in the warehouse itself. They've got them stacked three high, the casks. And it's just beautiful to look at. And um, so we're in there and they've got three separate ones for us to try. One's a Brook Laddie from 1994. I believe they closed the distillery in 1992. I could be wrong about that. So, completely closed. Shut down. They've got a guard. He's standing watch over it. And he kind of invites his friends in for a little sip every now and then. Like anybody would do. Like every night. And eventually a guy wins a bottle of Brooklady in an, a raffle. He takes it home and it sits on the shelf for a few years and he um, eventually has some friends over, takes the cork out and tries it. By the way, I want to talk about a beautiful Scottish tradition. I'm going to sidestep from my little story here. This goes well with balance. (laughs) I just, I struggle with balance. Anyway. She does. We all do. We all do. And so so much so fact, before she gets on the the tangent here. Is that uh, Lisa has been so kind as to bring in this? This is her bottle, and she, and again, 
lifetime average, I've never argued with Lisa pouring me a drink. Nope. Ever. In fact, lifetime this, I'm never going to argue with her. Nope. One of the first things she said to me prior to us uh, going on air here <laughs> was, uh, you are only going to have this much. And she, you know, held up her fingers accordingly. It was a healthy pour, uh, but. There was a limit. That's all he gets. Because literally, okay, we're going to sidestep the sidestep of the story. Going back, getting that one bottle from my boyfriend was, it almost required an act of Congress. Just getting one bottle of any Octomore, and you go over there and it's everywhere. It's in the airports. It's easy to find. I found a semi with Octomore painted across, and I thought about... She wanted to rob it. I thought about some Grand Theft Auto. She wanted to rob it. And but it's everywhere there. And not here. No, it's so hard to find here. Any bottle of any kind of Octomore is really tricky. So, literally, that's all he gets because I'd have to go to Scotland to get more. And I, no objection to that. I'm fine with going back. But, yeah, it's a little work. Let me uh, read the Octomore. This is from their uh, Brulati. Brooke Laddie. Brooke Lottie. Again, again. Laddie. Laddie. Like Laddie. Laddie. Come here. So this is uh, the Octomore, and this is their, uh, and again, it's a black tube casing, and it's got a very little as far as markings are concerned. It's a bizarre bottle, too. Other, other than the 9.3, and if you were to say, what color does a highly peated scotch look like? The color that of the liquid that is currently in this bottle is not the color that you were thinking of. Absolutely. It's not, because you would think of it as a darker color. Yeah. It is a very light color. And I would disagree. Well, I, I'm going with, you know, being an American and that not having traveled to Scotland recently, i.e. Lisa. But it's a very uh, light color in the bottle, very, very nonchalant. And here's how singular Octomore is. Uh, it is uber provincial in that it is single malt whiskey, mm-hmm. one field, one farm, one vintage. It is. Okay, so that that's a that's a so when we so single malt, that's a single malt. But this is this is like a guy and a field. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so think about one guy and one field. Right. That's it. It is malted to the 133 uh, ppm, which is phenol parts per million. Mm-hmm. It is distilled from 100% Islay-grown Isle concerto barley. Concerto. I'm going to mispronounce all of these words. I'm, I apologize to our Gale. No listeners. worries. Uh, concerto barley, harvested in 2011 from Irene's Field, Octomore Farm, and distilled in 2012. Yes. It is matured entirely on Aile in a combination of American whiskey and French wine casks. Yes. So we're going to come back to the, that in a just one moment. Yeah. It is five years aged for the first fill in the American cask. Its third fill is in a virgin oak. Its second fill is in the reversitals, and then the second fill Syrah and second fill bourbon casks. Yes. It is bottled, unchill, filtered, and calorine-free, because, again, they use an, a U in the word color, mm-hmm. at the Brooklady Distillery, and it is limited to 18,000 bottles. And I will be honest with you right now, the American whiskey comes right out. It, it that's So when she saw that look, <laughs> that look was 
merely of enjoyment, but it was also a look of familiarity. Yeah. Because this has come from an, uh, a wine, or excuse me, a whiskey cask. Sure. And... Which most are from bourbon casks. I enjoy whiskey. <laughs> I like whiskey. I did find that I'm None kind of, of a fan of the sherry. I enjoy scotch a, a lot, but if you're going to hand me whiskey, I'm not going to yell at you either. Now, so, I'm going to tell my story anyway, really quick, and then we've got to get on the topic. Um, so, the guy, he... Who's the he guy? bought... Okay. Who's, who's the guy? Okay. So, I'm in the warehouse tour. Okay. We're and in Scotland. We're doing, I'm She's in taking, Scotland. Lisa's taking the warehouse tour. I'm in the of warehouse Ackermore. in Brook Laddie, and they've got three casks there. And the distillery shut down, I think in 92, but I'm not 100% 1992. sure. 1992. This cask was. No, that has to be reversed. It's from 92, and the distillery closed in 94, something like that. And. Closed very quickly thereafter. They. They stored them. They continued storing them. A guy won a bottle in a raffle, put it on the shelf, and the side story was that there's a tradition in Scotland, Hogmanay on New Year's Eve, big celebration. You bring a bottle of scotch, you pop it open, you toss the cork in the fire because you aren't going to need that anymore. <laughs> You know, there are very few uh, traditions that I like to subscribe to. But that's one. That's, that's one a that new I, one for the New Year's, that, isn't it? That is one that I think that we're going to subscribe to. So anyway, he he tries it with some friends and decides that's really fantastic. And it gets to the point where he's jonesing for more. But the jonesing. distillery is shut down. Can't, can't get it if it's closed. Except he buys the distillery. And he buys everything really cheap reopens it, and they're turning out really amazing, beautiful things. So I'm in this distillery warehouse tasting, and that particular cask is so low in quantity, he didn't know if we were going to have enough to serve our entire group. That's I, pretty low. That's really low. Now, they've got very strict Drinking and driving laws in Scotland. It's point zero five. Here in Ohio, it's point Main, zero mainly eight. in the European Union and other Scotland countries. Scotland, particular, is have, very low. Well, right, they have very strict drinking and driving laws. Mm -hmm. Where we're used to every. The, first of all, an OBI, everybody commits. You have two glasses of wine in America and with dinner, and you're afraid of driving home. In the European Union, because they have done a lot of mass transit, especially yeah. in the United Kingdom, you can catch a train and go anywhere. So their mass transit is a lot better than ours. They have a very strict drinking and driving laws where a first offense, very, very harsh penalties. Sure. Very, we're talking 30 days in jail, $10,000 fine, and that's a minimum. So what the distilleries do is they give the drivers a little take-home jar kind of thing. And um, my boyfriend... He's driving. He puts his in the jars to take away to try later. We don't try them right then. We wait until we're leaving Scotland. The plane is leaving. This is like a week and a half later. The plane so, is leaving the state. Literally, she's on the plane right now. No, right before. Through customs. So, we might have been the last people to ever try that particular scotch because... It's gone. I mean, that cask is empty. 
she ruined it for everybody. The second one was a Port Charlotte, very heavily peated, and then they ended with an Octomore, which I'm a big fan of. And it was a beautiful, amazing experience because Brooke Laddie is just doing crazy, cool things. Lisa's eyes are lighting up. I I can only describe this as a young child on Christmas (laughs) Day where you come down and you see the Christmas tree and it's full of presents and it's that joy, it's that wonderment, it's that purity. See, I was thinking a child who tried candy for the first time. Their mother has been feeding them carrots and broccoli. Give me that show. Oh, wait, what is this? What is, it's delicious. I, I can't disagree. And the balance portion of... Yeah, let's get into balance because, <laughs> God, we're 20 minutes in and we haven't talked a word about it. That's okay. The The balance portion here is you've got to have balance in life. We've talked about work-life balance before, but you want to have balance in life. And the key with any balance is that you, like the cigar and scotch combination, is that you get to achieve it. You know, you get to choose what your normal is. If you're normal is going to Scotland to find Octomore and be there as quickly as possible I and know. ship it to your house. I mean, let Lisa know. She'll help pay for the ticket over there. Oh um, you know, that's very, very important because, again, we all struggle with balance. And, again, I currently have one foot in scalding hot water and one <laughs> foot in ice cold water. And I'm okay. And th- that's the balance. And, and there are various different... Um, versions of that and and at least not in a work-life balance but as far as culinary wise and drinking wise i mean your day-to-day it changes uh week to week it can change i mean yes it balance is very very important and we are humans as a whole are balanced they want to achieve a middle ground well okay i'll sort of agree with you and sort of disagree People want to achieve it, but it's very difficult. We talked. Why before, is it so difficult? That's my. That's what I struggle with. Because because honestly, one foot in scalding water and one in ice water is not balance. The idea is to step uh, into the lukewarm water with both feet and to be content there and not seek out those extreme highs and those extreme lows to perfect. find the middle ground. And be content. And that's the difference. This is what happens when you put two lawyers in a room. You're going to get eight different opinions. Mm-hmm. Because Lisa and I are having what what we usually have. And that's a definitional argument. We and do that. <laughs> we do. Because we we're trying to define what is balance. And your Lisa's balance, obviously, is different than Wes's. I used to be obviously. firmly in your camp. I I had extreme highs and I had extreme lows, but there was very, very little in the middle. This cigar, not in the middle. Sweetheart, that's called bipolar disorder, you know? And I don't suffer from that, but... Leave it right. Thank you very much. I mean, that's what it is. It's those really high, manic, crazy, gotta experience everything right now. And All the feelings. Oh my God. Everything has gone to hell. It will never be good again. And I don't, I'm not happy. I'm very, very profoundly not happy. It's like a roller coaster. If, and 
what I'm saying is get off the roller coaster and learn to enjoy that carousel. Set the cruise, right? Yeah, she, Lisa's on the carousel going around at a nice, smooth... And a lot of people think that's boring, and I get that. I've been there. But, you know, I had, I've had therapists in the past that said, you need to figure out this. It's going to be detrimental to your life if you don't figure out how to get that balance. We talked before in a previous episode about humility and that huge possible, um, possibly Buddhist eight wheel kind yes. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Balance is another thing on that wheel. How do you achieve balance? And like I said then, the idea is sit and write about it. How did for one month solid, how did I achieve balance today? How was my life? not exceptionally good and not exceptionally bad. I'm. It's a teeter-totter. And how do I manage being in the middle? And it's so tricky. Hard. And Hard. especially if you're the only person on the teeter-totter. Uh, yeah. Gravity says you're going down. How do you maintain at the middle? Well, and maintaining is such a... Such a maintaining and that balance is so difficult because... We, you work, everybody works so hard to achieve what they have. So you, in your daily life, you have achieved what you, you're trying to achieve a goal. Sure. And once you check that box, then you have like, uh, like it's almost like a goal hangover. Yeah. You're, you're like, okay, what do I do now? Well, because... you want to fight for the next goal. Okay, did that, or I'm getting really close and need the next thing. What's next? Give me the next thing. Give me the next thing. And so... The, but I guess I'm arguing take a moment to enjoy what you actually achieved. You gotta be happy in that moment. Because there is a period of time from when you have achieved your last thing, your last goal, and then when before you set your next goal. Whatever that period of time is. Sure. And you have to say, okay, I want to enjoy that moment. And then some people will trip and say, I, you, you are, you're looking past your goal. Mm-hmm. And that, that leads you to trip up. And so you've got to say, okay, you've got to be patient in the sense that you've got to, I've got to check this box first. And nothing can happen until I check this box. And then you check that box. But before you do, you're like, okay, if I check this box, I'm going to do this, that, and the other thing. It's a lot like when you play the lottery. When you buy, but sure. whenever you buy that ticket for the two bucks for the Powerball, especially when it's hundreds and millions of dollars, or even a billion, which it has been recently, mm-hmm. uh, when the how the lottery makes their money is when they sell you that ticket, the period of time from when you bought that ticket to you spending that money in your head, yeah, because you've spent it, you're like, I can do this, I can do that, and, and you you have the sense of dream and this wonderment but you haven't checked the box of i.e winning the lottery right you haven't achieved the goal and i'm going to carry it one step further i have long said there's very few states where in the lottery you can stay anonymous most places you have to come forward you can stay you can stay anonymous in ohio if you know the right ways to do it call me if you need help i have long said that if I won the lottery here in Ohio, 
I would not tell anybody. I would not tell my children. It'd be like, well, sweetie, the the law firm took off. We're doing great. College is taken care of. You don't need to worry about it. Go to the school that you want to go to. Gotta get in. Because I'm doing fine in my law practice. And I would not tell them. And they'll get hit with it when I die. And then it's not my concern anymore. <laughs> yeah, because when... In They're the going to screw it up. I think my daughter will do okay. My son, God bless him. Oh, I don't no. know. Don't you fret. Don't you fret. Yeah, and to borrow another economics term, in the long run, we're all dead. And so, I mean, again, the the maintaining is how. I mean, you achieve a certain level, and then and everybody struggles with this as far as their. You've got a house. You've got a. You, you've got. Let's use the American dream. You've got a house. You've got a car. You've got the two kids and a dog, and you're living what, in essence, we have sold, what America has sold to itself is the suburban American dream. Right. So how do you keep that, whatever your version of that is, once you achieve that goal, how do you keep it? But when you are imbalanced, it's what we call keeping up with the Joneses. They've got a newer car. Oh, I've got to go get this lawnmower because it's better than what I've got. But do you? My argument is, really, I mean, do you have to have that stuff? What you have is perfect and beautiful. And if it's not, work on changing that. But don't don't strive for something that you don't need. Well, and that, a need versus a want, and that is the hardest thing in life to... It's tricky. Oh, to ra- a, ra- first of all, you can rationalize anything, and as far as ba- maintaining and balancing, you can rationalize anything. Well, and once you get a gain, you want to keep getting gains. Correct. It's Chase that's, it. Keep chasing it. That's the addiction. You, you get that taste of success. And I'm saying balance is overcome that addiction. Say, I am perfectly... Absolutely happy, exactly where I'm at. I have yet to come overcome that addiction. <laughs> I will be willfully I'm honest. Good at it. I have room to grow. Everybody has room Hell, to grow. The Octomore. We spent 20 minutes talking oh, about sure. it. God knows, I chase certain things, and I will she chase does. them all the way into oblivion. But generally, I, I mean, even today, I was thinking. This is absolutely the most perfect time in my life. And it's not because there's exhilarating highs and, sure, some horrible lows. But it's, I can't, I don't want for anything. Nothing. Nothing in my life. And that comes from... I have a person that cares about me. I have great kids that are achieving amazing things. I'm doing well in my career. I want... For nothing. And that's where... That's the, balance, baby. That's where the <laughs> wheels come off the wagon. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, that's Define the, yourself. Well, yeah. Again, we, we have these uh, sophistry arguments and the wheels come off the wagon. That's what this podcast it's, is it's all soft, about, it's baby. All <laughs> it, it's, it's all sophistry. Um, it, at least from my perspective, mm-hmm. as far as maintaining is concerned, you get to a level and... You get accustomed to an achievement almost to the point where 
you have to remind yourself, and this is where you have a confluence of events, because you can't take anything for granted. And that's the fr- pride goeth before the fall, which, every, which everybody has heard. So you have to maintain in the sense that you've achieved this level, and then you've got to keep achieving this level. And in fact, I'm going to use baseball as an analogy, because okay. to get in the Hall of Fame, you get a bat 400. Okay. Conceptually, that means you're successful only 40% of the time. Right. That is, if you look at somebody and say, if you look at a child and say, you will be in the Hall of Fame and you only have to be successful four out of ten times, they will look at you and go, conceptually for that, that doesn't make any sense. If you look at a child and tell them that, they're thinking about the tests they're taking at school and... No, I gotta hit a seventy percent just to get a C. I gotta hit a ninety percent or higher, sometimes ninety-three percent, to get an A. And you expect me to bring home A's on my report cards, so most parents do, yeah. I mean, come on. My I do. As a uh, sure. Sure. So do I. Sure. But you know, if I I guess one of the parenting wins is sometimes my daughter, she's brilliant. She's way smarter than I am. She has come to me and I've told her, I know you're struggling with this. You bring me home a 40%. If that is truly, honestly, the very best you can do. Hall of Fame status. Then I'm accepting that. If you put 100% in and all you can bring me is an F or a D, okay. All right. Bring, bring, yeah. It's, We're okay. Right, and that's the, so. But bring your A game. For, you've got to, I mean, you've got to know going in that you're putting everything into it. And again, my, as far as the balance. And that, and that the, goes to the complacency you were talking about. Well, and there's a complacency in that you get comfortable with where you're at. And then you think to yourself, okay, how do you. In essence, you put your in my in my world. How, I got to put my trial boots on. Sure. I love putting my trial boots on, <laughs> and then you're like, "Well, I've seen him. He loves putting his trial boots on, not actual boots." Right, not actual boots. But then you you think to yourself occasionally, you're like, "Oh my god, I got, you, you you know you can do it. Everybody knows you can do it, but you still have to do it. You you can't." You, you can't take it for granted. And that's where the wheels come off the wagon. At least, um, be, and again, I'm using this as an, as an example because I have, uh, I, I always have upcoming trials. <laughs> and so you think to yourself, okay, how how do I get hit by a truck here? And you, you just obsess and you obsess and you sure. obsess because you you know, at least you, you think you know what the conclusion will be. Sure. And but the point is you still have to get to that conclusion every single time. And it comes to the old adage, it's not the end, it's the journey. Right. And so And you also have to consider I mean, you might have a really good idea how it's gonna go, but you need to know how can this go sideways and prepare for that. And life is the same way. It, these are just metaphors for the balance. But life can go sideways any single second of the day. I, Easily. I deal in clients that 
most of my business is collections and a lot of the time it's I lost a job my spouse got cancer I got cancer I got too old and I lost my job and nobody will hire me now but I'm not old enough to collect Social Security and so I can't pay this I, I don't know what to do please help me and it's life gone sideways and my job is to get people out of that situation right and as and you again you're in a situation where you and this goes for every day and every position and every job is that you you want to be the go-to person of where you are and you spend especially so, as lawyers well, i've told my former law clerk before it, he had a habit of apologizing for everything even very minor things i said you got to stop doing that because eventually people are going to expect you to be the expert in the room. And he said, I'm never the expert in the room. And I said, then why are people paying you $250 an hour as a lawyer? U.S., by the way, that's not pesos. You're going to have to be the expert in the room. You know what you're doing, and you're going to solve their problems. That's your job. And he kind of got a look like, oh, God, that may be- I had not thought about that. And that may go more to a confidence issue. Uh, my, as far as the every other uh, profession is concerned, you want to be. You, you spend so much time trying to be the person. You're the guy. Sure. You're the guy everybody calls, or you're. This is the situation we need to be in, and you're the person for that situation. And you want to make sure that that's exactly where you want to be. And so, how do you maintain that position? Right. And so. It, you've got to make sure that you're positioning yourself consistently and constantly to be the person everybody has. So it, it may require a lot of networking, and you still have to put in the work because the work never stops. Never. Never stops. So as long as you continue to put in the work and you continue to do those things that is going to help you maintain that level because it's so hard to get there. And then once you get there, you're like, ah, oh, that was so hard. God, that was a challenge. That was hard. Right. And then you're like, okay, how do I stay here? And then that's that's a whole problem in itself. Because like you want to be there, but so does everybody else. Right. And so how you're now all of a sudden you're 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 competing with yourself and everybody else. But you don't have to. That's the keeping up with the Joneses situation. You don't have to. Do what you need to do. Stay true to yourself. But you do not have to keep up with everyone else. Lisa's halfway done with her Octomore. I have I have sipped mm, not this, quite, but sure. I have sipped this Octomore as if I'm not gonna get any more. Coincidentally, we've already talked about And that. he's not. <laughs> Coincidentally. I'm halfway through the Partagas, and again... How are you pairing? Very well. Good. Very well. Uh, Lisa, one of the first things that Lisa said to me, she's like, you need a dark cigar. And mine is not, not dark. I I planned on a dark cigar. I thought I'd brought one, and I could not find it anywhere. 
Wes hooked me up with this cigar. I've had it before. I love it. It's one of my favorites. It is very light and it's an unusual pairing with the Optimor. It tastes like a normal cigar. After that first initial salty and sweet, it lost that and it tastes like a very normal average cigar. Which is good. And if you're trying to get it's it. It's good, but it's. I love it and it's one of my favorites and it's not phenomenal like it normally is. Because of the pairing. Yes. Because of the pairing. I think not, so strictly because of the pairing. Not because of the cigar, no. but because of the scotch. The and scotch is killing it. And, you know, overpowering everything is going to die under the optimum. Right. Well, and like I said, Lisa, the first thing she said to me was, nah, was not how are you. It was, uh, you need to find a dark cigar. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's and, true And statement. so we did. And uh, again, the Partagas... Uh, Pairs very well with the Optimor. It's doing a great job. I am, I want to say halfway through. Yeah. Very good pairing. Works out. It, I. This is balance. For me, this is balance. I, I can maintain the highs and lows because I'm used to it. Um, again, super high highs, super low sure. lows. And that's what I have right here. And, and that's the idea. You have to find what you think is your normal and what you think is going to be sure. that maintenance. Now, Lisa. Yes, sir. Give me one good thing. All right. Well, I was saving this. Um, I went, obviously, I went to Scotland. I got Wes a little present while I was there. He does not know about this, this at all. His this. eyes are like, wait, what? <laughs> what? This is, uh, okay. I'm preparing, I am preparing to enjoy a gift. So, this is a bar mat from Lafroy. Oh, his eyes are so big right now. He's like, oh, really? This is very thoughtful. Thank you. You're welcome. It is a bar mat. It's just what they say. It's got the uh, copy of the distillery and I believe their buildings and everything else like that. Plus the it ad admonition of always enjoy responsibly. Lafroy is interesting. I went to the distillery, did not do a tour. I did not know when you buy a bottle, they've got a little thing in there. Heads up, guys. You can own a, it, you go on their website, you sign up for a plot of land, and it's like one square foot of Lafroy. And you can march out to your plot of land. Your square it's foot. It's got the coordinates of it. And you take a flag and you plant it on your square foot. And so when I was there, I signed up for it. I've got one square foot that I own in Scotland, and that's all mine. And and she's not giving it up. And the next time I go there, I'm going to go put a flag in that particular little spot, and that's mine. And it was just a really cool, interesting experience there. They're doing fun things. They've got a wall when you walk into the distillery that's got all of the comments that people have said about Lafroy. And like my favorite one is it's like growing a beard in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> I've got pictures of the entire wall and I thought, you know, I could crop this out and blow each one up and print them out, find my favorite and put it on the wall, hang it up. It'd be cool. 
But yeah, I saw that and I got that for Wes. Uh, very well received. Very well received. Any, uh, you good. never say no to a guest. Uh, the one good thing for me is the kindness of strangers. And mm-hmm. I will, I had an example today. Uh, I needed a new battery for my car. And oh, I, I knew this a couple of days ago. So I get into my car today at lunch and I start it. And oh, everybody, and it started. But it was one of those instances where you were like, uh, every every person who has ever gotten in a car at this point was like, just one more time. Please, just one more time. It's like, I liken it to the uh, the end of the movie, uh, Back to the Future, the first one, where Marty McFly is like, come where he turns the key and the car dies. And he's just like, <laughs> one more time. Just, I, I need you now. I don't need you any other time. Right. I, I need you now. <laughs> And so I, I had called a couple of different places, and my car is unique in the sense that the battery is in a trunk. Okay. It is not in the engine compartment. That is unusual. It is unusual. And I knew this, and I, I spoke to uh, someone who uh, was going to install it, and they're like, uh, just bring it in, let me take a look at it. And so I brought it over, and they, uh, this, this person, she looked at it and was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we, I'll, I'll do it, no big deal. And she did, and it was very kind of her. She didn't, she didn't have to, and she, her manager's like, well, typically we don't normally do this, and I was like, I'm okay with that, because I kept my mouth shut, and yeah. uh, I let them help me, and it was very, it was a wonderful experience, and I can recommend, uh, you know, Kim for helping me out, and that's the kindness of strangers. Uh, she didn't know me, and very nice. it worked out well, so that's the one good thing. Good. Thanks again for listening to the Fire Things Podcast. Where can we find you? Intricate Girl at Instagram. I am the Jet Set Lawyer on Instagram, and you can check us out. Again, thank you for the donations on our Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash the Fire Things Podcast. Keep those donations coming because we've got to send Lisa to her next trip to Scotland so that she can procure the he, merchandise. He wants more Octomore because if he's going to spend 10, 20 minutes, whatever, talking about it, obviously he needs a little bit more. Obviously. And I'm stingy with it. She is stingy, (laughs) and I I can't blame her. So, again, thanks again. We are podcasting live from the beautiful members-only lounge in the Cigar Lodge in beautiful Akron, Ohio. And, again, thanks so much. Take care. Bye, guys.